Hello and welcome to episode two of Get It Whacked, the Macclesfield Cricket Club podcast. Over the coming weeks and months, we intend to go behind the scenes of Mac CC and meet some of the players and characters at the club. Find out some of the things about them you never knew, or most likely never wanted to know, and above all, hopefully have a few laughs along the way. Without further ado, I would like to introduce today's guest. Since the debut episode, there has been a serious demand for this man to appear, though frankly I have absolutely no idea why. Widely regarded as having an unnatural association with farmyard animals, he is a former resident of Macclesfield, who now spends most of his life in Cheshire-on-Sea, otherwise known as Abbasock, where, by all accounts, he gives his wife increasing reason to divorce him. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. David Bostock. Bozzy, how are you? Miles, hello. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, to, just to clear a few things up to start with, mate, um, we don't always go to Abbasock, sometimes just Banger. <laughs> But I think it's fair to say that you spend very little time in Macclesfield by all accounts because nobody ever sees you. So uh... Uh, it's just you, mate. Really, <laughs> everybody else sees me quite a lot. I can avoid where you live, where you hang out, and I often will. So I'm not making any apologies for that. Just uh, topping up my beer. That's fine. I mean, the the cricket club is is a place that you could spend some time, although possibly not this year. Don't like anyone there. <laughs> I'm sure the feelings mutual. Um, so. Just to step away from the cricket for a second, Bozzy, tell us what you do when you're not playing cricket. Well, that's a good question, Miles. I wake up in the morning, I open the curtains, I think to myself, ah, I don't have to play cricket today. <laughs> Yay. That's, that's, that's my life, really. But in order to pay my mortgage, I am a area sales manager for a construction manufacturing business. How are, how are you kind of adjusting to uh, all the changes out there at the moment? Well, obviously, major concern for me has been the toilet paper shortages for obvious reasons. I've had to now start wearing flip-flops. Um, so, yeah, make it out what you will. But now everything else is okay. I'm getting on with it, still working. Classed as an essential worker, believe it or not. Really? So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know who by. Um, yeah. Definitely not by me. <laughs> well... This is all right. I mean, I'm getting abused here by a poor man's poor pot, so I'm all right with that. Moving, uh, moving swiftly onwards. Um, can you tell us about your earliest cricketing memory? Earliest cricketing memory. Um, well, I don't know if you know this, Miles, but I was privately educated at a small school called Beach Hall. Uh, myself and Khalid Sawas, who some of you may know, uh, and that was my first exposure to the lovely game of cricket. I came from a farm in Biddulph where my only previous sport uh, was chasing cows and the odd chicken. So I uh, I went to Beach Hall, very posh school, I thought. Um, there was cricket nets and yeah, every lunchtime we'd be playing cricket. We'd play against other independent schools and um, we'd normally beat them because we had Khaled in the team. So, and actually, fun fact, actually, uh, one of my first memories is uh, opening the batting against, I think they were called Ramleys or something like that. And I got my first ever 50, probably aged about 11 or 12. And I got my 50 before Khaled. So put that in your pipe and smoke it. Well, I think it's fair to say Cal is uh, somewhat a late bloomer when it comes to uh, notching uh, serious scores. But um, anyway, I don't want to talk about Cal. I'm notching things on his bedpost. 
well, say no more. I'm sure he'll be on the uh, the show to defend himself in in due course. Um, so, uh, how how long have you Unless been? Unless he gets a better alpha from somewhere. <laughs> wow, shots fired. Um, how how long how long have you been at uh, Max CC then? Um, I reckon early twenties. So yeah, nine ten years, something like that. I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. I got uh, I got scouted from uh, from Mossley Cricket Club from a young Tom Parfit in Khalid Sawas. Right. So, yeah. I had, uh, yeah, they saw my potential then, uh, offered me the big books and, and here I am. <laughs> well, this, this leads me nicely onto my next question. It's, I, I would, I would like to think, um, it's fair to say you're, you're somewhat of a journeyman of Max CC, uh, having appeared in, in all four teams. Um, where would you, where would you say your level is naturally? If there was a fifth, I'd probably say that. <laughs> uh, no idea uh, well no definitely the lowest um available at that particular time <laughs> i'm a social player you're a social player um yeah you're you're a, you're certainly something um what, what what would you say your best cricketing achievement to date is uh without doubt is uh winning the game for the first team single-handedly against Hugh hume in 2014 resulting in their promotion as a direct result of that game and my three runs that I scored coming in at 11, without doubt. Let's, let's not, uh, let's not uh, spill the beans on that game too much because we might be revisiting that uh, further down the line. Um, what would you say, other than that particular game, are some of your fondest cricketing memories from the club? And you'll notice I said the word cricketing memories. Hmm. I don't know. I don't really. I don't really go to the club for anything to do with the cricket, to be honest. <laughs> what about um, what about when you were playing? Ah, uh, God. I don't. Know. I mean, I, I have no idea how many games I've played, hundreds and over the years. And um, you know, I can't think of anything specific without doing any preparation. But uh, no, don't know. All of it's been good. <laughs> In recent memory, have there any any been standout occasions that perhaps you were watching or uh, weren't so inebriated that you you can remember? No, no, very good. You're a, you're a, you're a hell of a guest, mate. You're um you're giving me all the all the top answers here. If if you provide me with an establishment with a liquor license and expect me to remember stuff, then you're you know I don't know what you are stupid. Uh, yeah, it's been said before, Dave. Um, I'm sure it'll be it'll be said again. Um, oh, standout well, moments in 13 cricket. Come on, mate. Oh, Dave, <laughs> do, come on. Do, do, do your research. <laughs> uh, there was this one. There was this one time when it was pissing it down at Cheadle, and uh, we managed to get over 100. Way. Very good. Um, well, talking about not knowing your stats, um, I've, I've pulled up your stats from play cricket. Um, and obviously, I don't know whether all the games are recorded. Um, you, you've got games from 2000. Doubt, doubt it. The, the main ones won't be. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. As a caveat, the, the, the superstar games won't be recorded. Sure. But, well, yeah. the games that I do have on, on record are from 2011 to 2018. Uh, you've played 95 games uh, with 84 innings, uh, scored 1,245 runs with a higher score of 75, and you're averaging 16.8. Uh, with mm, two fifties mm, and uh, a good solid twelve ducks, which I'm I'm a big fan of. So you you're approaching one in ten. Um, so that's, uh, that's can good. I just also say before you move on, there was a one time and it was a fourth team game, and I was on forty nine, and I hit a, the most beautiful cover drive. It was an easy single, 
some guy chucked it in quite nonchalantly, I would say, got it to the wicketkeeper, wicketkeeper took the bails off, not a problem. I was four or five yards in. Aswad Khan stood at bloody square leg, wasn't watching. People appeal as a joke. He puts his finger up, 50 out the window. So as he can't, you're not forgiven. You never will be. So not swearing, but you. Yeah. So that would have taken you from having <laughs> two 50s to three 50s. Um... Yes. Very important. And don't forget the one against Ramleys before Khaled. <laughs> Sorry. Apologies. I mean, I can't verify any of those claims because they're not on play cricket. That's Khaled. Um, just moving on to your bowling statistics for a second, which I, I think are really take really, all the time you want. Really important to to establish here. Uh, somehow, and I genuinely have no idea how, but somehow you, you've bowled 111 overs. Um, mm-hmm. You've taken 11 wickets uh, with a best of two for 17, um, mm-hmm. and uh, you're averaging a, a very strong and respectable 56.36. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Um, I don't know quite why you're laughing, Miles. I, I, you know, I'm. As, as I didn't a, make a joke. Did you make a joke? <laughs> no, I mean it's it's been difficult to review some of the other uh, people that I've had on the podcast bowling uh, because there've been some standout performances. But I think it's fair to say with yours, there there are absolutely none. Well, with me, Miles, I'm a very unselfish bowler. Um, I get bought in when something needs to happen, and very often I make that happen. So, you know, we might need to buy a wicket. Dave Bostock comes on and buys that wicket. We might need to slow it down a bit. Dave Bostock, flight and guy, I'm not going to get you a wicket every ball. Tough to get away. That's what they say. That's what the crowd says, not me. I mean, I can't comment. You've probably got me out more times in the nets than uh, than, I, than I've got you out. Um, but uh, that's not necessarily so. Very tricky customer. That's what people say about them. Well, there are a couple of um, there are a couple of games that I uh, I want to kind of run back over. Uh, the first uh, features your highest score, um, well recorded, that isn't a lie anyway, um, which was uh, a thirteen game um, against Cheadlehume from uh, two thousand and seventeen. Um, for those that don't know, uh, Cheadlehume uh, is a lovely cricket club, with the exception of their their second pitch, which um, is at the back of the, the the club, down a hill in a bog has no covers is mown twice a year if you're lucky um and it's not generally a nice place to play cricket disagree <laughs> i can see why on this particular occasion uh Cheadlehume, uh won the toss and elected to field um and yourself uh, strode out to the middle ac- accompanied by young james coombs who would have been very young at the time um and uh, macclesfield were were all out for 129 uh, in 38 overs um what do you remember about that uh, about that game and that innings in particular uh, i remember getting 70 odd of the 120 odd um <laughs> I, I, re- I do remember the game quite well i know we had a very young side um, like you say, opened with Coonsy, which I got very used to doing over the years. Um, I'd like to think that the fact that he's moving up uh, in the teams and scoring more and more is a lot down to me and my tutorship, which is a word. Um, but yeah, now I remember the I remember the day. Teal Hume is on a quite a, quite a steep slope as well as being unrolled, uh, uncovered. Uh, cabbage patch comes to mind. Um, by the, the secret weapon of, of coming from the metaphorical streets of cricket uh, in the form of Mossley, 
where I was playing uh, week in, week out on, on such pitches. Um, I think the, the youngsters of the club, um, and you'll have to tell me, Miles, uh, combined what they, what they got between them. I know there was a lot of single figures going on. Um, but they have been absolutely spoilt rotten with, uh, Jimmy and Paolo's and Chris's beautiful decks and just expect the ball to go where it's supposed to. But no, no, no. I do better when I don't quite know where it's going to go. So I just try and mock it. And that was my mentality that day. And it's been my mentality ever since. So yeah, for once I had the advantage of, uh, <laughs> knowing how to play on a cabbage patch <laughs> well i i i have um i wasn't playing that game but i i can only imagine you stuck good job you, you thank you you stuck your big front dog somewhere down the middle and 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 swung swung for all your life i mean i call it the power zone but you know you call it whatever. yeah that's fine i think it is fair to say that that day the average age of the team excluding yourself and one carl burgess would have been uh heard of him. 14 or 15 um but rather bizarrely um alex welsh was oh yes sorry you, you're bloody right i do remember this welsh he strolls out at number 11 starts going big kahunas out of nowhere timid little welsh he's not had his daily fix goes out into the middle and just starts absolutely whacking their opening bowler all over the place yeah and I think did we win that game? I don't know. No, we we fell agonisingly, uh, agonisingly uh, short. Um, well, I'm guessing I didn't bowl then, otherwise we probably would have drawn. And no, they scored 131 for three off 18 overs, so I, I don't think it was much of a contest. <laughs> so I didn't bowl then. So uh, ask no, yourself that question. Pleasingly, you didn't. I mean, I would uh, I would defer you to the honourable gentleman Carl Burgess, who was captain that day. But let's not okay. let's not talk about him just yet, because he. I've I've got a little well sir. <laughs> I've got a little thing to talk about him in a minute. Um so that was the game with your highest score. The other game that I would like to discuss is is a first team game that you've already uh, sort of uh, which one, mate? <laughs> uh I can tell you for free actually, Dave, because I've oh, got thanks. it to hand that you represented the first team for Macclesfield on three separate occasions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um scoring a total of five runs. Uh, yep, specialist sledger with three not out and two not out um mm -hmm. and i believe a first ball duck um no no not technically true it wasn't no? out uh, no. okay okay i I'll, I'll take that back um anyway in this particular game uh cheadle hume first team won the toss and elected to bat um and i'll i'll let you take over from here if you can remember enough of it uh, uh did they elect to, yeah cheadle elected to bat from memory um, they got a fairly decent score. Was it just over 200? Yeah, they got 208 for seven off their 50 overs. I, I, I got bought in last minute. Somebody, Kate, was injured um, at the time. I was fairly confident in the field and not a lot phased me with regards the level. I just kind of did the same thing. So I was kind of bought in, I think, for that reason as a number 11 and someone who's had a fairly good arm back then don't anymore <laughs> um so anyway i was brought into this team we're talking roger tate uh will hodgson i think was in the team then um so you know fairly fairly strong team path was there i think yeah um, nick, nick ross by, captain. Yeah. captain by nick ross yeah so he brought me in as a specialist ledger anyway 
um, not meant to do much else. And um, yeah, it came down down to the wire. Uh, we we lost a lot of wickets um, throughout the innings. Um, the big boys didn't perform. Rob Porter just got eleven, I think. Just got the scoreboard up now, so you can see Porter eleven, uh, Ben Marsden four. Um, yeah, and it, we were we were down and out. I believe. I think we probably needed about twenty odd to win. Ian Tate loses his middle stump on twelve to a, a young chap uh, whose name I can't pronounce. And um, yeah, uh, in strolls Dave Bostock. Oh, heads were down. The crowd was starting to pack up their portable chairs. Um, you know, the, the, the game was over. But little did they know that uh, I was absolutely fine with quick bowling and straight at the stumps. Um, if they'd have bowled slightly wider the stump, if they'd have bowled slightly short, if they'd have bowled anywhere other than straight and at the stumps, they would have won the game. Um, but Nick Ross that day was... I don't know what he'd had for his breakfast, but he—he, he, he, I mean, he got ninety odd, I think, uh, ninety-one, and he did not put a foot wrong. You know, he—he he, he every he middled every ball. They put a, a fielder in a position. Uh, he found the gap every single time. I've never ever seen a batsman single-handedly manipulate an opposition like he did that day. Um, and yeah, it came down to the last over. Um, I think um, I did a cheeky little cover drive single uh, towards the end of the, the previous owner uh, over, got Rossi on strike and they had everybody sort of, uh, I think we needed three, uh, I don't think we needed a boundary, we needed three off the last over. They set a field to try and give the single obviously and he just found this gap that wasn't there, hit it for four and we won the game. Uh, it was a turning point for the season. I know we I joked about it before, but it was a turning point for the season. They'd lost a few games. Um, and then I think they went the rest of the season undefeated. For some unknown reason, I was dropped the next week to the thirds. So not even like down one, down two. Cheers. Cheers to that, Nick Ross. But never in my life, once Rossi hit that four, it pinged off the middle. Never, ever have I wanted to make love to a man more than that second. And... You know, if it wasn't for a very strong box, I think I would have done. <laughs> very good. Um, well, thank you for that. Uh, it's almost definitely embellished uh, tale of events when it comes to your batting. In no way embellished. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine you hit a cover cover drive for one. Uh, I, I, if you told me you hit a slip drive for one, that, that... no, nope. it was it was a Ian Bell esque rocking onto the front foot cover drive. Just missed the fielder, but he had, he was quick. He was quick, and he got it in just in time before I went for my second. Because I was trying to keep the strike, obviously, but <laughs> Rossi kept stealing it from me for no reason. Well, I think I think Rossi's greatest contribution that week would have been uh, dropping you to the third team the following week. Um, on that subject, uh, I I think it's time to to bring into the discussion um, the big man himself, Carl Burgess. Um, I'd just like you to 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 run me through a, a situation that occurred several seasons ago when uh, you somehow had been dropped by Carl Burgess, um, not literally for a game for a game on a Saturday, and uh, the following week uh, you strolled out to bat away at Ermston, 
stuck a few on the board. Um, and I think you may have had a few words uh, to, to say to Burge on, on your return from the middle. I just, just wondering if you can run us through kind of what your emotions were, you know, how he made you feel and, and, and what you had to say to him. The thing is, what you got to remember about, and I will refer to myself in the third person here, David Alexander Bostock, very, very underrated at a third team level. Achieved things at first team, did things at second team that people couldn't believe. At the third team, yeah, you know, I was uh, I was charismatic. I was a bit out there, a bit edgy. Um, and I wouldn't say Carl Burgess uh, really recognised that as, as a player that I am uh, or indeed was. And yeah, I was, uh, I was dropped. I um, wasn't happy about it. I think I even went over and played for Congleton for the week. And then, yeah, uh, got, got thralled back into the team. Um, from a quiet word from my good friend Mitch Moores, uh, arm round the shoulder job, went to Ermston, got a very, very easy 50. Again, cabbage back pitch, back pitch. Javelin holes. Stuff. Don't don't forget oh, the javelin holes. Don't worry about that, mate. Uh, helmet, not interested. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah, got a 50 and um, then came off the pitch, kindly thanked Carl David Burgess for, uh, for dropping me and. Um, hoped that I'd done enough to get into the team next week. So, yeah, that was about it. And that, that's all you said to him, was it? Yep, yep, that's all I said to him. Very good. Um, uh, just going from, from one end of the spectrum to another, um, I would love you to talk me through what it was like batting with Aaron Finch, because, believe it or not, you have actually batted with Aaron Finch, haven't you? I've, I've played a game with Aaron Finch and actually batted with him. Oh, um, that's terrible. Sorry, that is, yeah. I mean, that's that's really down to your bad research, to be honest, Miles. Uh, now, I was playing a third team game uh, in Geelong in Australia, uh, which was uh, Crossy's team, and then the, the year after, uh, Khalid Sawat's team. And uh, he was coming back from injury. Um, and uh, he he needed to play the home game and he couldn't play he couldn't play in the ones because of his injury. So yeah, he uh, he rocked up with the threes um, and yeah, it was just absolutely amazing. And then I came in at seven and uh, got a very nice eleven um, and basically Azza, as I call him, um, put his arm around me afterwards and said, "Dive out, mate. How you played those covered drives?" I'll never know. Um, fancy a little net session. I was like, Aaron, just let me let me calm down a bit, and we'll text later. Never text him back. So I'm, I'm sure that's exactly how it. Uh, exactly how it. How it, is. it he, st- he still calls me, and I, I was just like, just leave me alone, mate. Very <laughs> um, good. Yeah. Um, talk talking of Australians for a second. Uh, just just run me through uh, what it was like uh, living and and dare I say looking after Bert or, or should I say Nick Bertus. I don't really know where to begin with that one, Miles. Um, the, the the boy, as I would call him, came to the beach house um, unkept, unready, unnerved. Uh, he was too confident. He, you know, he smelt. Um, <laughs> he left a man. Uh, he was able to wash himself. Um, he was able to clean his teeth. Um, he he left with life experiences that no amount of money in the land could pay for. So yeah, we myself, Khalid, Frankie, Genevieve, we we bought that boy we bought that boy along and made him into a man. 
And in his autobiography one day, he will thank me for um, everything that he's achieved in life, I think. Well, I don't want to make promises that we can't keep, Dave, but um, I am, I'm very much hoping that at some point we might be able to get a, a House of Cricket podcast and, and have the, uh, the Beach Lane boys all on the show at one time, which, which frankly would be absolutely carnage. Um, but uh, I'm sure a few more stories will come out when we get to that. Yeah, I'm not really, we're not actually allowed to tell you that many of the stories. I'm <laughs> now, talking of stories, there is another one that I would like to uh, ask you ask your opinion on and, and just ask you to talk you talk us through it which was um a night out um last year i believe actually uh quite an infamous night out and i think there have been one or two um with yourselves over the years although it has to be said you do normally disappear before you know serious serious business end of a night on this particular night i believe you uh, you actually lost your wife and and became quite upset about this. She, she didn't die. Let's let's clear so, that up. She, she didn't, didn't die. Lose. But you no. couldn't you couldn't find your wife. I and find her. as the story goes, you were very upset about this to the point of tears, um, as has been mentioned in some quarters. So what what's what's your recollection of this evening, uh, Miles? I mean, you, you you're reading too many press clippings. Um, you know, you've gone on social media. Um, you've you've obviously read the stories. Oh. Um, a strong man brought to tears by um, misplacing wife. Not actually how it went. So what happened was she was misbehaving. Um, so I locked her in the disabled toilets at Ronnie's. Um, I went and had a, a few drinks with my friends. Um, ended up doing a chilly shot through my eye with no top on, which I'm not going to lie, bore a few tears. Um, that's when the that's when the the paps got involved, um, took a few pictures and blew it all out of proportion. So, no. Okay, so that's your version of events. I'm sure there'll be. Well, you keep saying this, Miles, but it's actually true. Oh well, so... I'm sure there'll be other people on the podcast who may have a, a differing uh, series of events to you. Well, they'll have to speak to my lawyer. And, uh, <laughs> so. Right, Dave. Moving, uh, moving swiftly onwards. Uh, we, we're we're going to head towards the end now um, with the the quick fire, quick fire questions. Um, so hopefully we can. I keep saying this. Hopefully we can keep it short and sweet, and we never do. Uh, but uh, here we go. So nickname. Um, Boz, Bozzy, Pest. Good. Left or right-handed. Um, depends. Either one. Good. Batter uh, Try and use both. Yeah, uh, okay. gen genuine all-rounder. <laughs> Crossy has absolutely ruined this question. Um, fine all-rounder. No, but I am a genuine all-rounder. I'm in the team for my batting. I'm in the team for my rolling. I'm in the team for my fielding. So can't really argue with that. Okay, I'll, I'll try not to. Uh, fielding position? Anywhere in the batsman's eye. Test or T20? Test. Big banjo. Best cricketer you've played with? Um, over the years, Khalid, um, best I've seen, uh, Nick Ross, but it was all right as well. Okay. Fastest bowler you faced? Froggy Mathuru. Say again? Froggy Mathuru, under 14s, Hampshire, seen bowler. Quick. He's, well, he's got a quicker ball, which tends to be an underused spinner, but the quicker ball, I'd say that's. Okay, fine, quick. Uh, messiest in the dressing room? 
Uh, Carl David Burgess. Longest in the shower. Not Carl David Burgess. <laughs> first, first thing on your plate at teas. Uh, crisps. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe a bowl of them. <laughs> Drink of choice. Lager. Lager. Takeaway of choice. Uh, Chinese. Dance move of choice. Uh, two step. Interesting. Uh, three dream dinner guests. Who are they? Um, God, uh, Noel from Noel's house party. Um, uh, Brian Blessed um, and Tony Moores. <laughs> well, you see two of those people quite regularly. Because Billy Robinson is, in fact, Brian Blessed. and uh, not Again, another thing that's not true, Miles. Uh, Billy Robinson is, in fact, Billy Robinson. Brian Blessed is Brian Blessed. So do a bit more research. Thank you. Um, this is a tricky question for you, but I'm going to ask it you anyway. Aims for this season, if we get any cricket, and next season? Not to play. <laughs> any drinking or supporting, or are you just going to be an Abbasock? No, I'm up for drinking and supporting and being in my sock. Right, but probably not all at the same time. No. Uh, okay, fine. <laughs> Bozzy, <laughs> Bozzy, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, any closing remarks from yourself? Uh, no. You've, um, you've just taken up probably over half an hour of my time. Um, I'm in self-isolation. Um, so, you know, you should be pretty grateful. Because I've got, I'm very busy. I'm very, very busy, man. Did I tell you that um, my job, my profession is considered essential? So you're taken away from the good British people at the moment. So a bit awkward for you, really. You know, you've, you've got to take to be able to give, Dave. And uh, definitely what you're doing is, is what giving. what said. Yeah. There we go. Uh, on that bombshell, Dave Bostock, thank you so much. We'll see, you soon. see you, mate. Thank see you, you very mate. much.